Welcome to the Biopractica Professional Podcast Series. Biopractica is an Australian-owned, practitioner-only brand focusing on nutritional and herbal products proven to play a role in preventative medicine. Biopractica is committed to supporting healthcare professionals in developing their knowledge and skills so they can confidently and effectively tackle the major health challenges facing their patients today. To support this commitment, the Learning Hub was established by Biopractica to offer practitioners a collection of educational resources so they can stay informed on the latest in health science research. Welcome everyone and thank you for tuning in today. My name is Roberta Barbiolini and I'm the Technical Manager here at Biopractica. In today's podcast episode, we'll be looking at the importance of magnesium for helping patients with complex multifactorial conditions, neurological conditions and conditions like headaches and migraines. Now, joining me today for this fascinating discussion is Gary Borman from Brisbane in Australia. Now, Gary's a naturopath, a nutritionist and a herbalist. He's been in clinical practice for 14 years and has a special interest in digestive health, immune health and the intersection of these areas on a physiological level. In his clinical work, Gary also focuses on supporting patients who present with conditions like low energy, fatigue, and adrenal exhaustion related to stress, something which unfortunately these days is becoming more and more common. And when he's not seeing patients in his busy clinical practice, Gary also produces a blog and a video blog for patients, which is called The Health Hub. And you can access this on his website, which is www.feelinggreat.com.au. So welcome and thank you so much for joining us today, Gary. Well, thanks, Roberta. Thanks for having me. And maybe to start with, can I ask you how you became interested in natural medicines? What actually attracted you to this field? Look, that's one of the great stories. And um, it came back back in 1999. Uh, I was in technology. I had been for over 20 years and I had a car accident. So someone ran up the back of me and uh, I just had never ending pain from there and headaches. And I was into chiropractic and you know, alternative thoughts but I really couldn't get any real benefit. And going through the, the regime of, of mainstream, the best I got was a surgeon who was really quite obnoxious. And he just went, look, I don't know what you're complaining about. You've only got maybe 5 or 10% loss in function in your neck. I've got people way worse than you. And I went, but dude, you know, I used to play good level, like your A-grade level tennis and volleyball and basketball. I went, these days... I can't even iron two shirts without being in pain. I can't mow my grass. And this is mm. not how I want to live. And his response was, well, if you want, I'll fuse your neck. I went, <laughs> no, not an option. You know, is there anything else? And he's gone, no, nothing I can do. And I went, okay, that's fine. I'll just figure it out for myself. And so um, I met a guy called Brian Bateman. Um, I don't know if Brian's still practicing. He's 76, nearly 80 years old, probably by now. And, um, I met him through my, my field in technology and I just went, I really like this guy. I like what he's got to offer. Um, I went and saw him as a patient. I was pretty run down at the time. And within only a couple of months, I always just bounced back and went, well, I feel normal again. This is it. I'm going to get out of what I'm doing and I'm going to become a natural doctor. Didn't even know what a naturopath was back then. <laughs> um, so I, I started structuring uh, my work career then so that I could save up as much as I could. And, uh, yeah, at one stage it just went, that's it, I'm done, guys. I'm cashing in, I'm refinancing my house, and uh, I'm going back to school. And, that's you know, fantastic. 
And I must say, Gary, you know, that's a story that you often hear echoed by a lot of people who are in this profession is that they've had a personal experience with natural medicines and it's, it's drawn them to the profession. And, you know, I mean, it's terrible to hear that the surgeon was so dismissive of your pain because, I mean, you know, as we all know, when you see patients in chronic pain, it completely changes your life. Yeah, we, we actually know that uh, a lot of pain changes the brain chemistry as well. Um, so there were no favours getting done. And, you know, the, the mainstream response to me was because I was eating a lot of paracetamol. Mm. I was going through eight paracetamols a day and still needing more pain relief. And they said, well, just change to a different class of painkiller. So my life was eight paracetamols and usually four aspirins a day for a solid two years. And I just went, I can't go on like this. This is nuts. And, you know, knowing what I know now, I just went, man, that was really quite bad advice. And especially, as you say, like what you would know now about the impact that that has on the digestive system and, you know, the whole body chemistry. I'm sure you're, you're glad that you sort of found an alternative path. Oh, yeah. I don't know where I'd be with that level of paracetamol intake. You know, liver failure possibly mm. by now or certainly uh, looking down the barrel of it. And can I ask, Gary, I mean, I know that you do specialise in pain in, in your clinical practice, but what other areas do you focus on and why have you chosen to specialise in those particular areas in, in clinic? It's a bit of a weird one. What I thought when I was uh, ready to graduate, I thought, hey, I'm, I'm going to fix the world with diabetes. I just saw that as being a big problem. And um, the people just didn't seek me out. Mm. Um, so I started developing a little bit of stuff down the immune line and I came up with some red hot formulations that, well, sort of they, they bucked against what I'd been taught in clinical practice, but they just worked really, really well. And I suppose it just grew on top of that. So there was the pain aspect. One of my first patients was a pain patient. We got a, a great result. Um, the immune stuff, uh, hey, I'm a male and man flu is a real thing. For anyone who's <laughs> listening, it's real. You know, I don't like being sick for 10 minutes longer than I have to. So the development of everything that I want to do has got to be fast acting so that we can get a good result and um, basically just improve my quality of life, test it in the rest of the, my patients when it works across several. We go, fantastic, let's, uh, let's you know, develop this a bit further and see what we can do. I love that um, quote there, Gary. Man flu is a real thing. You know, my, <laughs> husband, my husband actually sent me a research article yesterday that he found in the Journal of Immunology that says that actually there is a gender-based difference in how men and women experience infection. So it turns out that man flu is a real thing. There you go. I'll go with that. <laughs> and can I ask then, Gary, I mean, if, if we look at some of the, the, you know, more challenging cases that you've seen in clinic maybe and, and, you know, how you manage to get good success with these patients, you know, what have you found can be really useful, for example, if you are working with a patient who gets, say, migraines or recurring headaches? Migraines are one of those really nasty conditions that there can be numerous triggering factors. Um, there's one that we'll go through as a bit of a case study soon. Um, we tried lots of stuff, but in the end, it actually came down to a couple of biopractica seminars when Professor Borman was out here. Mm. Um, he tells a story on how he'd done clinical trials on migraines and magnesium, believing that using a good, highly absorbed magnesium, and you know, I know he's got his favourite magnesium citrate, um, <laughs> by using that at various doses that you could get on top of all conditions uh, as far as headaches and, and migraines go. And there was the one that stood out that he said they had to get up to 1,200 milligrams elemental per day um, before this guy's migraines went away. And uh, I've, I've had a few people come through with quite nasty 
headache and migraine symptoms, and we just start going to um, quite big doses with the mm-hmm. magnesium, you know, the, the magnesium citrate, and we tend to get quite good results with it. Yeah, I must say 1,200 milligrams elemental magnesium per day is quite a high dose. How do you find that dose goes from a you know, bowel tolerance perspective with your patients? Uh, you know, some are more stirred up than others, mm. and it really does come down to the brand of magnesium that you use. Like I get a magnesium made for me, um, but some of the flavourings in that, as soon as I try getting more than 400 milligrams a day elemental into people, mm. they really start to struggle with, with bowel tolerance. But the, uh, the magnesium citrate that Professor Vorman likes, uh, I easily get one sachet a day into them, no problems at all, and will usually get two if I do one in the morning and one at night, yeah. and it still doesn't upset their bowels. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I mean, when you're giving those sorts of doses, Gary, just in general terms, how long do you find it takes before patients who get headaches or migraines see some relief? Um, Usually it's around about that two-week period. If they're getting lots of them, they do start getting that significant relaxation in the muscles. It's usually around the traps where they're quite quite tense, Mm. that trapezius area. So they just start feeling a lot more relaxed through there. They don't have this big epiphany where they go, wow, you know, I feel so relaxed now. They just, uh, you know, we schedule a follow-up and they go, you know, no, I'm not getting any headaches. Mm-hmm. Or I only had one in the last fortnight as opposed to I'd normally have five in a week. Or if they, they're still getting something, they're, you know, they're that two out of ten pain instead of that eight or nine out of ten pain. Yeah, that's great. And, I mean, what a great result for patients to get within really what is a relatively short period of time. Mm. Well, and Gary, you mentioned earlier that you have a, you know, particularly outstanding sort of case study related to this area of headaches and migraines. Could you maybe share the details of that with us? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll go through it. it. It took a while before we got on top of it, but the result was outstanding and how we got there was very convoluted. Like they presented as a 12-year-old um, with some headaches and they'd become a bit of a daily thing for three or four years. Because as soon as I heard 12-year-old male headaches, I've gone, ah, this is hormonal. Mm. But then when they said, you know, it began three or four years ago, I thought, oh, you know, eight years old, probably a bit young for hormonal headaches. Mm. Um, so we started doing the investigations. We found there was a little bit of a astigmatism there. So, we were like, okay, let's get the eyes checked, make sure there's no changes there. And that was all okay. Um, family history of gluten sensitivity, um, but not a celiac. And so, you know, we, we took gluten out of the diet and that helped for a while. Most, mm. most definitely. But after about three months, the headache started coming back to the same frequency and intensity. So we went, well, okay, so it's not just gluten. You know, did the same thing with dairy, got the same result. Um, but we just couldn't keep these headaches gone. So, you know, we ran some, some bloods, you know, found deficiencies, B12, cholesterol, um, sluggish thyroid, treated those. Again, a little bit of relief. Headaches came flooding back. Um, we did a pyrrole test as well, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, maybe there was a puberty link in there that I'd overlooked. Again, elevated pyroles, you know, could this be it? Started treating. Again, the headaches dropped down, but then they started coming back with a vengeance. And then, you know, this poor young guy, he was now getting into his, his mid-teens and he was having an 8 out of 10 headache every single day. Like his quality of life was zero. Mm. His moods were becoming quite short. So he wasn't having a lot of friends. Um, he was doing some part-time work and that was starting to get a bit questionable because of time off, because of migraines. 
and because he was trying to really tough it out at work, being a bit shorter with customers just because he was in this constant pain. Yeah. And that's where it just came up. It was my second time I'd seen uh, the professor presenting on magnesium. And uh, I actually grabbed him in a break and said, this is someone I've got. What do you think? And he's just gone, mm. you know, that good German accent. Yeah, you cannot go wrong. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And <laughs> so, fair enough. Let's, let's just go nuts. And so we did. You know, we started out uh, around about 400, you know, straight up. So one sachet and not much happening there. So we, we upped it into one and a half, went to that 600. And we, you know, that was still well, well tolerated. So half a sachet is a bit inconvenient. So we thought, let's just do one morning, one night. And uh, that was it. Within a couple of weeks, you know, we went from, we can see a bit of an improvement to, wow, headaches were a one or a two. Yeah, wow. It just came on reasonably quickly. Like if I went through my notes, I could probably get an exact time frame, but it was within a month from when we started to when this guy was going, oh, look, there's a little bit of something there, but, you know, I don't know if I'd call it a headache. And this was an absolute all day, every day thing. So from all day, every day, eight out of 10 pain to all day, every day, just this tiny little niggle, we were just absolutely blown away. And, you know, as a, as a teenager, naturally, he started getting really, really slack with his compliance. <laughs> um, so every now and then, um, as soon as his headaches start coming back, his mum would be going, oh, can I get some more of that, those magnesium sachets off you? He would only do a single sachet a day for about a week. And that's all he needed just to bring it all back under control. So it's sort of like topping up the fuel tank with him. And um, right now he's doing competitive bodybuilding, which you would think if he's going to get stress headaches and muscle headaches, that's going to be the thing to work him out. That's, I mean, that's a fantastic result. And it just goes to show sometimes, doesn't it, that, you know, when you get the right thing for that patient, the results can be, like for some patients, almost miraculous really. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not one that just goes prescribe, prescribe, prescribe. That's why we went through all the process of going, well, what's causing these headaches? Is it food sensitivities because of your family history? And, you know, if I had just gone straight out and started throwing magnesium at him, he might have had headaches, you know, headache freedom a lot earlier. But I'm sure that everything contributed. And in the end, because we did have him cleaned right up, we got such a good result and a quick result. And I must admit, you know, one thing that I have um, had a discussion myself with Professor Vorman about, and obviously, you know, as you mentioned, like Professor Vorman's one of the world's leading experts on magnesium and mineral research. I remember talking to him about talking to him about the fact that some patients um, seem to just require more magnesium than others, and he said that there is emerging evidence on the, the role of, that genetics can play in that, and that some people, you know, are genetically predisposed to poor magnesium uptake or increased magnesium excretion. And they're the patients often where if you don't keep them on magnesium every single day, in his opinion, they will start to get signs and symptoms, whether it's headaches or cramps or whatever. So, you know, I mean, I'm wondering maybe this patient is, is one of those people. Uh, quite probably. I know I definitely am. Um, yeah, okay. I am I'm a hypoabsorber and a hyper-excreter. Mm. So if I'm not taking magnesium on a daily basis, I will guarantee you within two weeks... I'll start getting either some twitches or a bit of that pre-crampy sensation. Yeah. Uh, maybe even a little bit of crampy in bed. And within three or four days of beginning supplementation again, I'm fine. Yeah. And uh, it sort of made me a real advocate for magnesium and how much I prescribe of it. Um, but it's one of those things I just tell people pretty pretty simply, you know, any cramps are bad because cramp in leg hurts, cramp in heart four minutes. Yes. 
That's a great way to explain it to a patient. They're certainly going to take it seriously when you explain it that way, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, maybe then if, if we just go back to this sort of topic of headaches and migraines, I mean, obviously you tried a lot of different things with this patient, like you're talking about, you know, taking gluten out of the diet. Are there certain, say, other clinical pearls that you would share with practitioners about what you find can be effective in headaches and migraines beyond magnesium? Oh, you've got to look at the stress axis um, because so many people, they just carry a lot of stress, you know, through their back and neck area. Mm. And it's just going to put a lot of strain through the muscles through there. And if I was to generalise, people get a lot of headaches through the eyes and it feels like someone's got their thumb pushing it into their eye, mm. um, that's probably coming from the trapezius area. It's, um, they call them muscle trains. And from uh, Bowen therapist friends, they've said, oh, yeah, it runs from around the eye over the scalp and down into the traps. And so if that's a, an area of strain, they yeah. will start getting these headaches in the eyes. And I, I know I can certainly relate to that going, yep, if I'm really tight through there, um, it's an eye headache the next day for me. And then it's, you know, take an extra sachet of magnesium. Yeah. That's great. And well, okay, Gary, if, if we turn now, I guess, to a related sort of area, which is other neurological conditions, do you, do you see patients who have conditions like Parkinson's disease in your clinic? Yeah, um, we do. Um, we don't see a lot of Parkinson's, mainly because um, of the drugs used to control it. Mm. Um, there's one I, I didn't tell you about. Um, this lady, she had all the, the symptoms and she was on 14 Matapars a day. Wow. And it was just a nutty dose, and this was not doing her any good at all. You know, she was getting most of the side effects. And, uh, yeah, we, we went straight into it with, with 800 milligrams a day. Um, she did struggle a bit with the bowel side of it, mm. but she was able to go down to three a day. Yeah, right. And that's 800 milligrams of elemental magnesium. Elemental, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Two, two sachets of the professor's magnesium. Yeah. And are there any other... Um, herbs or nutrients or dietary or lifestyle factors that you find can be particularly useful if people do present with neurological conditions like Parkinson's disease? Yeah, it's working on the gut in particular because we know we've, we've got that whole dopamine pathway in there. So you've got to get um, good amounts of, of nutrient uptake. And if we've got an inflamed gut, then that's just never going to work. And that sort of, it leads to, to one person I saw, like she was 84 years old, sprightly, you know, lovely lady. And she first presented for digestive issues. But when she was filling in the, the clinic forms, um, we had to fill them in for her. Her hands were that shaky she couldn't write. And wow. yet she didn't see that that was a problem. Yeah. And so we, you know, we went with what she was looking for initially. Uh, you know, she had a pretty good diet, but decades of constipation, you know, and she was getting abdominal pain, uh, you know, just general gut problems but she was drinking up to four litres of cow's milk in a week. Hmm. And, we went, you know, that's, that's a lot of milk. Yeah. It's only a little thing too. She would have been about five foot two and, you know, 50 kilos ringing wet. So, you know, we, we quickly made a, a little tweak to the diet and then she went, yeah, look, my digestive stuff is really good, but my tremors are getting worse and worse. And we just started having a, a talk through there. And I was thinking, could it be neurological with B12 and the, the nervous link? Mm -hmm. um, so we, we had some tests done there and, you know, not all was good. Um, I broached that this could be a Parkinson's thing and sent her along to a friendly GP for a test. Everything came back perfect. Um, the MRI, in their words, were totally healthy. 
Hmm. Uh, the last little gem, I thought, well, what else could be wreaking havoc with the nervous system this badly? I thought, could it be mercury? Oh, yeah. Um, we never did get a heavy metals test done because she had um, colour in her hair, so we needed that to grow out. And, you know, a couple of times she said, yep, when I'm going to get my hair cut, I'll, I'll take the sample and I'll bring that in, but she kept forgetting. So I just went, well, let's just go hard with something rather than you just putting up with um, the tremors. So we actually started out with the, the highly absorbable mag citrate and we started at 400 milligrams a day and we did a step dose. So we did one sachet a day for a week, then we went to 600 milligrams for a week and then we went up to 800 for another week or so. And when we hit that stage, uh, she's come back to me going, oh my God, I'm fantastic. I'm doing my silk painting again. Oh, wow. So we took all of the tremor out in the course of only a few weeks with that step dose. And um, she ended up uh, moving away from my clinic but still um, stays in touch and buys product from me. But she stays at two sachets a day and that totally controls all of these Parkinson's-like symptoms. And I went, you know, how are you going bowel tolerance with this? And she said, well, it does loosen me up a bit. So all of that constipation that was an issue for decades <laughs> has gone away as well. So she's gone, yeah, I'm just really, really happy. Which is interesting because, as you said in the beginning, there's this really strong connection between the nervous system and neurological conditions and the gut. So, you know, even the fact that she was constipated probably wasn't helping her neurological symptoms. No. You know, a lot of the, you know, the brain-gut link. So when yeah. one's unhappy, the other one's unhappy. That's, that's, I mean, a fascinating case discussion. And again, you know, as well as highlighting the importance of magnesium in neurological conditions, I think it really also highlights, like you said, that gut-brain connection. Yeah, and yeah, she was another case where we thought, well, it can't just be as simple as magnesium. You know, could it be the heavy metals? And because yeah. we never got the test, um, it wasn't. But, you know, mercury will do that to you. Um, certainly, yeah. I've seen people with uh, pathologically sound levels of B12, so they're within ranges. You know, they might be low end, maybe 250, and we just start pushing a lot more B12 in and that makes it all go away. Um, but for this pe person, that wasn't wasn't a thing either. So we just went, okay, what's another good muscle relaxer and karma? And, you know, the next, next port was magnesium. We just went hard and got a great result. I think, I mean, what those base, but both those case studies exemplify really well, Gary, is the fact that sometimes it's the most fundamental basic things that you've got to look at for patients, even when the condition might seem really complex and complicated and multifactorial. Yeah. Look, that's fantastic. And I want to say thank you so much again for your time, Gary, and thank you for sharing those case studies and, and, and that information uh, with us. Look, it's an absolute pleasure. If anyone can, you know, shortcut where they're going with a patient just by going, Look, they're looking pretty complicated. Uh, let's just go hard with magnesium whilst we're getting all the tests done and, and making exclusions. They might get a really fast result. You know, my people, it sort of dragged out a bit. We did all the tests first, but go hard with magnesium. You just can't go wrong, like the professor said to me that time. I think that's a wonderful note to end on. And I wanted to say thank you as well. Thank you to those of you who tuned in. We hope you found our discussion today really interesting and useful. And please join us again next week for another Biopractica professional podcast episode. To continue the conversation or find out more about our products and educational resources, please head to biopractica.com.au. Biopractica, empowering healthcare professionals.